0: Three, one pitch, swinging a drive, deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball. Eight strikeouts for the king tonight, and make it twenty-three consecutive scoreless innings for Felix. Strike three called on the outside corner, and there it is.
1: It's time for the Seattle Mariners baseball podcast.
0: Kyle Seeger, that just happened. Thank you very
1: much.
2: Now here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, it's the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Thanks for being here. Gary Hill back with you. Big weekend of Mariners baseball took place, you know, over the weekend. We'll touch on those games as the Mariners take two of three from the Texas Rangers. And now the Mariners will take on another first place team in the Kansas City Royals. We'll take a quick look at that as well. Some interesting sound coming up. Shannon Dreher had an excellent piece over the weekend on the return to baseball and looking at that from 2001. Uh, that comes up in a few minutes, which is outstanding. She also had a conversation with Ketel Marte, who just continues to sizzle and he's been great. So that comes up the week that was, is going to be on as well. And uh, Chuck Norris is featured. Well, maybe not featured, but he's in there. You'll have to look hard. Also a part that I am really fond of that's an underrated part. There's a part where you'll you'll hear the theme to Family Feud and, <laughs> and you'll hear why. I think it's fitting. But a big weekend for the M's taking on the first place Texas Rangers in hot and steamy Texas. Now the Rangers came into the series having just swept aside the Houston Astros in four games. They had won four in a row, just Flying high, playing as well as anybody, and really, since the first month of the season where they had the worst record in the American League, on May 1st at the end of play on May 1st, they have stormed back. They've had one of the best records since, and now sit in first place in the AL West. Game one, though, it belonged to the M's, and part of it, tell Marte, who we'll hear from in just a moment, another monster game.
0: The O2 pitch, swinging a ground ball, third base line over the bag, fair. Here comes Morrison on the score. Miller running third. He's going to score. And it's second goes Cattell Marte with a two-out, two-run double. Up of the ball. Napoli, the throw into Beltray at third. And that ball went right over the bag at third. Inside-out swing by Cattell Marte to drive in a couple. And the Mariners have a 2-0 lead over the Rangers.
2: Mariners scored three runs early in the ballgame. Paxton got the start. And this game was one that was pretty interesting how it played out. The Rangers... So dangerous, especially in that ballpark. They ended up having a lot of chances in this one, but the Mariners, their pitchers, especially the bullpen, they had the answers each and every time the Texas Rangers threatened.
0: The pitch, swung on, ground ball to Cano, charges over to second, one, the relay to first, and it's in time for the double play as Marte fell across the bag at second. He got rid of the throw, a double play, and the side is retired. How in the world could tell Marte got rid of that throw He got the flip from Cano, the tag, and he fell down as he got rid of the throw, and it's in time to double up Napoli.
2: That was a tremendous play, and that was Danny Farquhar who enticed the double play. And Farquhar, as Lloyd McClendon said after the ball game, he is back. That's what Lloyd McClendon said about Danny Farquhar. and The numbers tell the story. His last eight games, all in September, eight and a third innings pitched One hit, no runs, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. A 0.00 ERA and an 0.40 batting average against in the month of September for Danny Farquhar. He is absolutely dealing, and he has changed the makeup of this bullpen. Bullpen, over 21 innings of scoreless baseball, including a couple of games against the Texas Rangers. And when they have leads now, you have, well, Helmson at the end, you have Carson Smith setting up, and now you have Danny Farquhar in that mix as well. And it's unfortunate because he was so good last year for the Mariners. I say it all the time. I think he was their best reliever last year. You consider how many games he pitched in, all the high leverage situations in the seventh and the eighth, and he just struggled this year to find it. And he finally has gotten there. It has taken – until september to do it but here he is and he is absolutely dealing we saw the difference that he makes it was on display against the rangers getting giant outs and helping to bridge the gap to Tom O'Helmson.
0: the stretch and the three two offer swing and a pop-up shallow right field down the line going back morrison coming in smith and smith is there to make the catch and the ball game is over the mariners won it three to one over the Texas Rangers to take game one of the road trip and the opening game of the three-game series here in Texas.
2: Not easy to hold the Rangers to one run, but that's exactly what happened. The pitching was stellar. They make the run stand, and that was the ball game. They take game one of the series. Also, a little bit of personal history in the ball game as well, Nelson Cruz.
0: Cruz swinging a fly ball into shallow center field, and this is going to be caught. Diving tried. No, it's out of the glove of DeShields. He had it, but the ball is out of his glove, and there it is. Base hit number 167 on the year for Nelson Cruz, and that is a career high. Delino DeShields diving for that ball. He had it. And then, as he tried to look at it, the ball came out of the webbing of his glove.
2: Yeah, he had it, went to the dive, it popped out. And that was hit number 167 for Nelson Cruz, a career high in terms of hits as his career season continues for the Mariners. Mariners, though, would drop game two of the series. Texas put it on him in game two. So the series, even at 1 1. With a stare down between Felix Hernandez and Derek Holland in game three of the series. You knew this would be a beauty, but the Mariners, wow. Their offense pummeling Holland and the Rangers.
0: Here's the pitch, swung on, fly ball, deep right field. Chew going back, looking up, goodbye baseball. Robinson Cano with a home run into the lower deck in right field. A three-run drive, Robbie Cano with his 17th home run of the season, and it scores Seager and Cruz on in front of him. What a shot by Cano.
2: Absolutely, big time blast there. They intentionally walk Nelson Cruz, and they get absolutely roasted with that decision as Cano goes yard. You heard Seeger scoring on the play. He had a big hit right before that.
0: The stretch and the 1-1 pitch. Swing and a line drive, right field line, a fair ball all the way into the corner. Romero will score from third. Around to third goes Marte. He's going to be waved in by Rich Donnelly. Up with the ball is two. The throwing cut off by Odor. Relay to the plate. Not in time. Marte slides across. Two runs are in on a two-run double by Kyle Seager. And the Mariners have the lead 4-2 to here in the top half of the fifth that Seager loves hitting here at Globe Life Park. Boy, he dominates
2: the Rangers. Since 2013, he has 81 hits against the Rangers. Second most, Jose Altuve with 63. Then Mike Trout, 61. Josh Donaldson, 52. Those are the most hits against the Rangers since 2013. 81. He also happens to have the most home runs with 12 and the most RBIs with 42 as he has dominated the Texas Rangers. I was talking to their broadcaster... Tom Greve, former player, former general manager, about what is it like at this point from the other perspective, the Rangers, every time they see Kyle Seeger stroll to the plate. He's either going to hit the ball hard and it's going to go out of the ballpark or find a gap or he's going to hit a little dribbler that finds its way through the (laughs) infield, or a little blooper that falls in. It doesn't really matter what he does. And I think, you know, over the years, you have guys like that. I think every team can put on the board uh, during a game. Who are the five hitters, active players, that have given this team the biggest problem? And there's going to be five guys that are hitting 340 to 400, and we're going to say every team, we can't get this guy out. (laughs) Well, Kyle Kyle Seeger is one of our guys, and I think if you asked him, he probably wouldn't be able to explain it, except I bet deep down inside he just feels like he's going to get a hit every time he comes to the plate against us because that's all that's ever happened to him in his career. That's absolutely right. And it just continued against the Rangers, and he wasn't the only one. Franklin Gutierrez did it again.
0: And the 1-0 pitch, swung on, fly ball into right field, and deep Chew going back to the one track near the wall, reaches out, and this one is gone. Goodbye baseball. An opposite field home run for Franklin Gutierrez. He had one last night, and he goes back-to-back with Robbie Cadeau here in the top of the fifth inning. And it's now the Mariners' eight and the Rangers' two. And for Franklin Gutierrez, his 15th home run of the season. And Gutierrez now, I believe, is home runs in four consecutive starts.
2: Yeah, I wish I had the audio. I'm going to try and get the audio from this weekend. We ended up talking about Franklin Gutierrez a lot for good reason and the kind of season he is having. And it's simply remarkable uh, what he's doing. Home runs now in four straight ball games. He's just three shy of his career high. He's got 15 home runs now. It's the second most he's ever had in a season, and he's done it in 145 at-bats. It is remarkable what he is doing, not just the home runs, but the ultra production. It's amazing the season that Franklin Gutierrez is having, and I talked about it over the weekend. I hope he gets some recognition when it comes to comeback player of the year voting. And it's going to be tough in the American League because there's a lot of candidates, a lot of big names involved. Prince Fielder, who the Mariners just saw, is going to be one of them, probably the leading candidate at this point. Former Mariner Kendrius Morales, certainly on that list as well. I think Ryan Madsen should get strong consideration as he missed multiple seasons with Tommy John and now in the Royals' bullpen is dealing. So I hope he gets a look too. But I'd like to see... Gutierrez at least get some votes along the way, get some recognition for a truly special season after not playing last year at all. And here he is bouncing back and bouncing back in a, in a hugely productive way. And it's been so much fun to watch this develop since he came up. I mean, and that home run in Texas straightaway center field was just crushed. And then he goes the other way with another one over the right field wall. I mean, remarkable. Home runs in four straight unbelievable and again I'm going to try and dig up that audio because I thought we had some really good conversations uh, about Gutierrez over the weekend also I should mention this too Kyle Seager we talked about him in a moment ago his double actually had a couple of them in the final game against Texas he's got his career high now ties his career high with 35 doubles now on the season and he only needs one home run to equal his career best there with 25. He hit 25 last year. So he's closing in on some personal bests as well. And he is just toured right now. So uh, it's not a question of if, it's when at this point. That's the way it seems, the way he's stroking the baseball right now. So well, a lot of good stuff happened offensively for the Mariners over the weekend. And, of course, it was Felix Hernandez on the mound and – <laughs> he, had, he had a nice game, an unusual game, and an, a very funny and unusual moment as well.
0: The 0-2 pitch, Kerb swinging a line shot right back at Felix. He makes the catch, and he tosses the ball to Beltre on the first baseline. He said, here, I think this belongs to you. What a catch by Felix on the shot by Beltre, and the side is retired. Felix nonchalantly walking off the mound to that first baseline and just tossed the ball. Over to Adrian Beltre, and Beltre just kind of stares.
2: It was very funny. Felix ends up, strange line, five and two-thirds, four hits, two runs, five walks, five strikeouts. Gave up one home run, pitched well, and 105 pitches. Uh, but the start did not end how you would want to see a Felix start end.
0: And that is the fifth walk today from Felix, and that. Well, you thought that that's how it would end, but here comes Rob Nodine along with Lloyd McClendon. And looks like that is going to be it for Felix. Uh, Felix is leaving with Rob Nodine. And Felix shaking his head a little bit.
2: So he did leave the ball game. It was precautionary, stiff elbow. Felix, after the game, talked about how he is certain he's going to make his next start without a problem. Just a little stiff. Skipper talked about it after the game. That uh, just abundance of caution, you know, that sort of thing. So obviously, a situation we'll be monitoring very closely. No doubt, there'll be news later today on Felix Hernandez when uh, with the off day yesterday, uh, no news obviously, but uh, today with the Mariners taking on the Royals, all eyes will be on Felix Hernandez, who's closing in and now. 18 wins, 18 and nine on the season. He'll get two more starts, so has a chance to get to 20 wins for the first time in his career. 18 is his second highest total. He won 19 in 2009. And the other one I've been talking about so much, 200 innings, 200 strikeouts, a chance to make it his seventh straight season of doing that. He would only be the fourth pitcher ever to do that. Tom Seaver nine times, Walter Johnson seven times, Roger Clemens seven times, Felix, a chance to join that group. Now he's right there on the cusp in terms of innings pitch. He's at 195 and two-thirds. So he's, he's closing in. Strikeouts, he's got a little bit of work to do. He's at 185. So he needs a couple of solid strikeout games to get there, but certainly, certainly in the realm of possibility for the King, Felix Hernandez. But again, we'll, have, uh, we'll talk about it on the podcast tomorrow as well, but no doubt... That will be in the news today as the Mariners take on the Kansas City Royals. Speaking of that, Mariners will take on the Royals for three. All 5-10 starts for the M's. Hisashi Wakuma going to go tonight against Jeremy Guthrie. Iwakuma 8-4, a 3-9-0 ERA. And then on Wednesday, Rowanis Elias, who appeared once out of the pen against the Rangers, 5-8-407. We'll take on Ventura, hard thrower from Kansas City, twelve and eight, a four-four-zero ERA. And then James Paxton will take another turn. His third start back. That's the Thursday start. Three and four, three seven, zero. And he'll take on Johnny Cueto, who's trying to find himself before the postseason starts. Nine and twelve, three four three ERA. And then the Mariners taking on the Angels over the weekend. And we'll talk about that we get a little bit closer but that should be very interesting as those two teams will hook up you'll hear more about that coming up in the week that was in a few minutes but right now we're going to hand things off to Shannon Andreer. we've talked about Ketel Marte a little bit and oh we talked about the last few weeks We've talked about a ton for good reason and everything he's doing here's a fun conversation with Shannon Andreer and Ketel Marte
3: Every time we talk to you, it seems like we're talking to you about more hits, two doubles yesterday in the game, one very interesting one. You see that ball go down the line yesterday. What what do you think? Do you think that's going to stay fair?
4: Yeah, I mean, when I I hit the ball, when I got the contact, I mean, I I, I thought that was going to be a foul ball. And then when I see the the umpires say um, fair, and then I start running and then... (laughs) Happy, happy to get a double.
3: Absolutely, and knock some runs in too, which is always good. Second double, a little bit of a surprise. Some power, to the right center gap there.
4: Uh, I got some power. I got some power. Sometimes I mean, and, I mean, and just try to uh, make a good contact, get a good swing, and uh, I got some pop. I think I got some pop sometime.
3: You got some pop sometime uh, Do you have to, because you're in the leadoff role right now, and that's a little bit different, do you have to kind of put the, the power aside and concentrate on other things, or are there times when
4: no, I'm, I'm just I'm just go to the home plate to uh, uh, trying to get on base every day, trying to get on base, get some pitch, and I mean, and just try to gotta go at bat and try can hit a double, triple, whatever, maybe homer, and just try to swing and see what happens.
3: That's a big responsibility to be the leadoff hitter. What do you like about hitting first?
4: I, I learned that I had to, uh, to be that I had to be leadoff leadoff hit, uh, hitter because um, I'm a little fast I think I can be a, a little bit in, in, in this level and uh, I think it is a little bit hard but it's my work I mean I'll be good I, mean, I think I go now
3: what's the hard part
4: um I was I was lit up and in, um, in 2011 but this year in Tacoma I mean I bought in third and second I mean sometimes mm-hmm. and sometime off but my whole career, I'm batting second, batting second and third. I mean, lead off and um, here in this level, it's not easy. I mean, you just have to make a and you'll be good.
3: What's different about that from hitting second or third? I
4: mean, if you are lead off, you gotta get uh, some pitching because uh, you gotta know who coming behind you.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: I got Siegel and then Cruzie and Cano. You know. And uh, I think it's a little bit hard, but trying to make a it, and I think it's good. I'll be good. Hitting
3: leadoff for you, how different is it now that you've seen some of the pitchers like Cole Hamills tonight? You've seen him. What does that do for you?
4: Just try to uh, gotta go back. Like I say, leadoff. I had to had to get a little a little more more pitching. And, and when I when I was batting, batting second, just fair pitch swing every time. Fair pitch swing and. Then, you see here. I got a. I got I got a good pitch.
3: You said that you've got to help. You know, get on base for those guys behind you. You have almost as many walks right now as you did in Tacoma. Hundred less plate appearances. Does that make you a little bit more selective at the plate?
4: I mean, when you're trying to get a uh, get a get a good bat yeah. and get some pitch, yeah, you you're gonna have a lot a lot of walk. because when I was batting second, just. Swing at third pitch a lot of time, mm-hmm. and uh, that's why I don't I don't I don't have any, uh, many many walks back there.
3: Well, it's good to get on base anyway, right?
4: Yeah, and that's why I'm trying to get on base and, and <laughs> hurt my team. That's it. Well,
3: it's been great to see. Thank you, Cadel.
4: Thank you.
2: And Shannon put together, as well, on baseball returning in 2001.
3: Yesterday and today marked the 14th anniversary of the return to baseball following the 9-11 attacks. Lloyd McClendon was managing the Pirates back then and remembers the uncertainty of the time.
1: You know, right after 9-11, we had no idea what was going down. The commissioner had shut down uh, the game, and then they thought we were starting it back up, and we were actually on a bus because there were no flights. And we were on a bus to Chicago uh, to play the Chicago Cubs, and we got—I think we got—maybe an hour and a half down the road—and we got a call from the commissioner's office that the commissioner was shutting down baseball uh, for an indefinite period of time. And we had to turn around and come back. And you know, the only thing we could do was work out, uh, not knowing what was going on, when we were going to play again, and it happened to be when we did come back it was against the Mets and um you know I I think everybody was in still in a state of shock nervous about playing not understanding what was going on were the stadiums safe it it was it was a pretty hectic time
3: the day they finally did take the field was anything but normal
1: you know it was still a very eerie moment because you know when we took the field um for the National Anthem, uh, we were actually playing the New York Mets at home. Um, and nobody really knew how to act, you know. Uh, you, you know, we were kind of lost on the baseball field, but I think once we got into the rhythm of what was going on, uh, we, we had a complete understanding that baseball was uh, a, a big engine to heal the country, you know. Uh, it, it had the ability to, to patch up wounds and uh, mend broken hearts in, in a lot of different ways. And I think each and every individual was committed to giving everything he had every night to make that happen for people around the country.
3: A young rookie, Joe Bymel, was on that team and felt the impact of what he and his teammates could do at such a difficult time.
0: You know, it was was one of those things where you were proud to be playing at that time just because it felt like it was taking a little bit of the attention away from all the terrible things that had happened. And um, I think that's when, you know, the nation itself just began to heal, and uh, I think baseball helped with that process.
3: A day later, the Mariners would take the field for the first time since baseball shut down. Edgar Martinez was part of that team, and it is a day he will never forget.
4: I know the importance of going back on the field and, and playing. Uh, you know, it was a lot of talk about, you know, the strengths of America. It's just not let, um, uh, you know, people that try to hurt the country, uh, if we stop everything, it, it, they, they feel like they, they won. But it was important for everyone to go back on the field and try to make things normal. But... Um, the, the truth is, it was a very different feel when, when we took the
1: field.
3: 14 years later, McClendon believes that the good that baseball did those days lives on.
1: I think the fans really connected. Um, and I think the players really connected with the fans in a sense that there was a great appreciation from on both sides. And uh, we were all still healing, you know, uh, and we were all still wounded in a lot of different ways. So I think there was certainly a connection there. And I think
2: to this day, I think there's still a connection. And finally, we're going to end things with the week that was. This is the week that was.
3: A look back on highlights and events of the Mariners' past week
2: on Mariners
3: Magazine.
0: The two Otis Smith swinging a drive deep to right field, and the Mariners have the lead, two to one. Looked like it ricocheted off the. Board underneath the hit-it-here cafe into the lower deck. Seth Smith with his 11th home run of the season. 1-2 to
1: Ibar. Fastball swung on and missed. He heated that baby up at 97. A 1-2-3 seventh inning for Taiwan Walker. Next
0: pitch to Cruz. Swing and a drive. Deep to straightaway center field. Goodbye baseball. Nelson Cruz with his 47 second home run of the season. Here's Goody driving one.
1: Deep left center field. Got a lot of carry. Goody, Goody, and gone. A home run for Franklin Gutierrez, his 13th of the year.
0: Here's the pitch. Swing and a drive. Deep to left center field. Going, going. Goodbye baseball. Jesus Montero has six hits off of Jared Weaver, and five of them are home runs. A line drive, three run shot by Jesus Montero, and the Mariners lead the Angels by a score of three to nothing here in the bottom of the fourth. What a tee shot by Montero.
1: Ooh, dream,
0: so, a little conversation going on between Weaver and Seeger. Here's the pitch. And it's inside, that and that hits Seeger. And Weaver's been thrown out of the ball game by the plate umpire Brian Onora. And that, my friends, was intentional. They no had a few words. About it. Yeah, and, 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 and Onora br-
1: knew it right before the pitch. On the TV, I'm looking at it, and Kyle said, "I am filling the blank ready." Weaver's next pitch flat drilled him.
4: Yeah, I was surprised to hit me because you know. If you hit me there, it's pretty obvious what was going to happen, that he's going to be out of the game. And, you know, I guess he was um, tired of pitching.
0: The 2-1 pitch, swing, and a ground ball, two hopper to short. Up with the ball, Marte. The throw to first low, but it's picked in time by Morrison. And the ball game is over. The Mariners win it by a score of 3-1. to one, And the Mariners take the series two games to one over the Angels. The 0-2 pitch, swing, and a ground ball, third baseline, over the bag, fair. Here comes Morrison on the score. Miller running third. He's going to score. And its second goes Cattell Marte with a two-out, two-run double. Up of the ball. Napoli, the throw into Beltray at third. And that ball went right over the bag at third. Inside-out swing by Cattell Marte to drive in a couple. And the Mariners have a 2 nothing lead over the Rangers. I got some power.
4: I got some power. Sometimes, I mean, I mean, just try to make a good contact, get a good swing. And... Uh, I got some pop. I think I got some ball sometimes.
0: The pitch. Swung on. Ground ball to Cano. Charges over to second. One. The relay to first. And it's in time for the double play as Marte fell across the bag at second. He got rid of the throw. A double play. And the side is retired. How in the world, Cattell Marte got rid of that throw. He got the flip from Cano, the tag, and he fell down as he got rid of the throw, and it's in time to double up Napoli. The stretch and the 3-2 offer swing and a pop-up shallow right field down the line. Going back, Morrison coming in, Smith, and Smith is there to make the catch, and the ball game is over. The Mariners won it three to one over the Texas Rangers to take game one of the road trip and the opening game of the three-game series here in Texas. Hamels peeks around that glove, gets aside the windup, and the payoff pitch. Swaying and a fly ball into center field and deep, going back to Shields to the one. He tracked to the wall, leaps up and it's gone. Goodbye, baseball. Straight away center field, Franklin Gutierrez with a home run. There is number 14. For Franklin Gutierrez, straightaway center. And the Mariners tie up this game at one-to-one in the second. Holy smokes, what a season for Goody. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Because that's where the Rangers going to be.
1: See you later!